Welcome to the Reverse Selling Podcast, where real estate agents, salespeople, and entrepreneurs come to learn the best tactics and strategies to grow their business. Hosted by the creator of the Reverse Selling Methodology, Brandon Morinan. My guest today, you guys, is another one of the agents in our coaching program. Got a great story, getting two listings a month on a consistent basis. With me today, I've got Michael Curry. Michael, welcome to the show, my friend. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to jump right into it. So tell us, what market are you in and, and how long you've actually been selling real estate now? Yes. So I'm in the Las Vegas market and I've been selling real estate for six years now. Got it. Good for you. So I didn't know you were in Vegas, actually. So, so it's an interesting market. What, what does that market look like these days? Gosh, so pretty much like the rest um, of the U.S., uh, it's crazy. It's hot. Um, nice listings are selling fast and getting multiple offers. Um, so um, just last week, I was showing properties to a buyer, and we went to go submit an offer. They had 30 offers um, on the table. Crazy. So, it's crazy. And, you know, since I've been in the business like the six years, it's pretty much been a shortage of inventory, but I have never seen it like this. So it's crazy. What, what is the actual, what's the average price uh, where you sell real estate at? Right now it's about 325. Okay. So it's good. I mean, your, your average check then is what, six, $7,000, something like that. Yes. Yeah. I love it. I love it. All right, cool. So, uh, and how long, when did you and I start working together? Yes. So um, I had been following you on YouTube probably for a good six months or so. And then I had joined like the entry level program where I have the online access. So I did that probably for about four months okay. and then I um, moved up to the full program at the beginning of this year. So Got it. All right, cool. Good stuff. So, so off air, we're talking about you're getting two listings per month, pretty much on a consistent basis. Yes. Um, and that's not including your buyer business, right? We're just, that's just on the listing side. Right. That's yeah. Correct. Cool. So I want to kind of walk people through uh, what you do to generate business. How are you getting these listings? How do you follow up? What your day looks like? So why don't we jump right into talking about the business kind of plan, if you will? What lead sources are you working uh, these days? Yes. So um, interestingly enough, um, so I've been working for sale by owners, you know, for some time, haven't had like a high level of success, but I, you know, I would get some here and there. And that was part of the reason that I joined your um, coaching program is because I really wanted to take that to the next level. So, um, you know, as soon as I joined your program for sale by owners start to dry up. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, They'll be back. They'll be back. Yeah. But Interestingly enough, like they're back now. So yeah. now I'm getting about um, anywhere from like five to seven new for sale by owner leads a day. They literally just started um, coming back as a hot lead source probably in the last couple of weeks. So I just started calling them again. And like right now I'm setting about like seven to eight like uh, preview appointments um, that are going very, very well, like a week. So uh, per week, you're sending that many per week. Yeah. Yeah. Last week I had like seven. <laughs> wow. So yeah. it's probably a, 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 a product of the timing, right? So we're getting into that spring, summer market. 
So yeah, yeah we saw a, a lull in, in new listings, FISBOs expires in February and in March, and then April, May, we pick back up. So uh, phenomenal. So you're calling for sale by owners. Yes. What else, what other lead sources are you prospecting right now? So the biggest pillars of my business, um, number one would be, I get 50% of my business from my COI, the people that I know, Love um, it. referral business. And then the second one is going to come from um, old expires and um, cold calls. So those are the main three sources right now. I love it. That's great. So um, let's talk about a little bit, you know, how you're working each source of business. And yeah. I love that you talked about your, your center of influence or your sphere of influence. I think too many agents, because you've been in the business six years now, a lot of the new agents, they forget about the people that they know, which is a huge mistake. Would you agree? Oh, yeah. And I'm guilty of that too. We, we all are. You know, I, it, it took me a long time to realize the asset that I had. So before I started to really work that source of business, and it's like the most enjoyable business, it's the most profitable business, it's the easiest business. And yet most people in this business uh, neglect the people that we know. So how are you working your sphere of influence uh, database? I'll be very honest with you. So I don't have a huge system um, that I follow to work my uh, COI. And the reason is this, um, for the last couple of years, like I've known that I, I was going to um, change markets. So I plan on leaving Las Vegas relatively soon. So I almost didn't want to rely on that. And I wanted to force myself to be able to find new business. So like I, I intentionally um, didn't actively work my, my database. So I would say my business mostly comes from my database, either from uh, like social media, um, them seeing that I post a lot and seeing that I'm doing business. And, um, and then just some of the random calls, you know, people will think of me. So um, I wish that I did work them harder, but like I said, I, I really want to force myself to um, get really good at finding new business because when I go to the new market, I won't be able to rely on um, the people that I know. That's right. That's exactly right. And that's why I think the things that that I teach um, that work so well, because it doesn't matter if you know anybody or not, it doesn't matter where it is, you can always generate new business. So where are you off to? I I'm curious now. I'm moving to Austin. Oh, cool. And, yeah. Yeah. And when I made that decision, I didn't realize that everybody else was moving to Austin. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, um, now it is what it is. So, But I'm excited about the move. What, what's taking you to Austin? You know, I've been here for 13 years now and I'm just ready for a change of pace. Yeah. You know, I want something different. Um, you know, I'm an expressive, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Me know. too. We got to make sure we don't talk too much. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Yeah. So, um, you know, we have to keep things interesting for ourselves. And like I said, for you. Like, I always knew that I wasn't going to stay in Vegas. So now is a good time to actually make that move. Good for you. That's exciting. That's so, so now that makes a lot of sense. So you didn't want to pour too much into building a sphere of influence lead generation system just to, to pick up and, and, and leave them. So that makes sense. Okay, cool. So what is your uh, approach to lead generation? You know, you talked a little bit just a minute ago there, but, but how are you going about generating leads, generating appointments and getting new business uh, 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 in the first place? Yes. So um, I have a very consistent prospecting schedule. So um, I prospect daily, um, anywhere from two hours to uh, three hours a day. 
uh, when I first started, it was about like four to five hours a day. Um, Wait a minute. You prospect? You're kidding me. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so, so, so you're, you're calling people you don't know. Yes. And using your skills that you have, I really want to sh hopefully showcase those today because that's why I was so excited to get you on camera. Your skills, I've told you time and time again, are really, really good and they're just getting better. So you're, you're prospecting a couple hours a day. Is that right? Yes. Yes. So, and who are you, who are you calling first? So um, now that we have for sale by owners again, I'm calling the for sale by owners first. And then from there, I'll move on to old expired. And then from there, I'll move on to just some cold calls. Cool. So calling just listed, just sold, calling around hot neighborhoods. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And that, that's always been a really good source for me. Um, those just listed, just sold calls. Um, it takes a lot more uh, contacts, but at the same time, you know, because sometimes I'll call these expires and old expires and, you know, I may only get like five contacts an hour because they're just not picking up. And as an expressive, they're like, does my head yeah. in and I'm like, I need to talk to people. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. so I'll switch over to something where I can have more conversations and talk to people. So, well, well, I was just going to say the good thing about circle prospecting is yeah, the contact rates better. There's yeah. low to, to, to really zero competition. Those listings, you can kind of pick where you want to work. Um, and you're not getting pressed on commissions like you are potentially with expireds and for sale by owners. So if you're willing to make more contacts, you can get really nice listings, circle prospecting, making just listed, just sold calls. I love it. Yes. And you know, it, it's interesting because, you know, I, like most other agents, I didn't love prospecting when I first sure. started. Um, luckily enough, like I started with the brokerage, um, it's an MFO brokerage. So that's kind of what perfect. They, they yeah. There. So I had a really strong foundation in that sense and um, with the consistency and then the schedule. Um, but I mean, do you want to hear the story of how I really got sold on prospecting? Yeah, I would. I would now you got to tell us. <laughs> so, um, this was probably, I think, my second year in the business, and um, I was calling some old expired, and um, it happened to be the wrong number. And, you know, so I, you know, was about to end the call, and I say, you know, well, um, well, they knew, they knew the seller. It just wasn't, um, it just wasn't the seller. So I asked him, you know, would you happen to know if they're thinking about selling? And then he was like, you know what? They may be. Let me give you their number. So he gave me their number. Um, I called them. Uh, I set an appointment with them. I go to this listing appointment. Um, it was for probably like a townhouse. I think it was like a hundred and like thirty thousand. That's that's how much it was. And in in the Vegas market, that's an older house in a not so great neighborhood. You know, it's not like you know a really nice listing or whatever. But you know, I was hungry, and I was just like, you know what, I'm going to get this listing. So I go there and um, I'm meeting with them, and they're like, yeah we actually want to sell um, more properties than this one. They show me a portfolio of 50 properties. Wow. Sell. So long story short, um, I walked away from that appointment with 10 listings, mm. 10 listings from, from just that one. Amazing. Um, <laughs> and had you, and it was that one contact that you got through making hundreds of contacts and yes. it was only because you made hundreds of contacts yes. that you found this opportunity, right. which is the point that you said earlier, the consistency is the most important thing. It's yes. not about calling one prospect one time, looking for one listing and then saying prospecting doesn't work. 
Right. Right. Yeah, you, you're absolutely right. And um, like, I, make no mistake, I had so many monkeys in my mind when yeah. I went to that appointment. Um, you know, so many, especially as a newer agent, you know, even as we were putting this deal together, um, this particular client, they didn't speak English. Oh, so, um, so they had their assistant there uh, to translate. So I almost gave it to another agent in my office that spoke that language because I'm like, yeah, you know, they're not going to work with me. I don't speak their language. I almost referred it to that agent. And, wow. you know, I'm happy that I didn't because even after that, I, I got about eight more listings from them. So it was about 18 properties that I sold all together. And then, so yeah, that made me a believer. And, you know, after that I was hitting the phones even harder. And so I bet, I know. bet it's like, it's like working out, starting to see muscle growth. You want to keep going. Right. So exactly. Why do you think, why do you think people in our industry, whether they're new realtors or they've been in the business for a while, have such a hard time accepting the fact that we are salespeople first and that we have to prospect daily to give ourselves even a chance to win. Why are they fighting that so bad and thinking they can avoid it altogether? You know, I think it's a couple of reasons. Number one, it's how they glamorize real estate on TV. Uh, and, you know, so um, it attracts a lot of people who thinks, think that this business is easy. And um, so they kind of come in with the wrong expectation. So yeah. Um, that's part of the reason. And then there's so many different other people out there that saying, oh, yeah, you don't have to work hard. You know, all you have to do, you know, post on social media, you know, all of these um, shiny objects that uh, make it seem like it's easy. And, you know, so I think people just have the wrong um, expectation coming into this business. So, you know, once they get in and they see what you really have to do, uh, it really separates the people you know, the people who really want it versus the people who, you know, want something that's, that's easy. Yeah. Well said. I mean, nothing in life that's worth anything is easy. And I think I agree with you a hundred percent, um, that, uh, the media and TV makes this business very sexy and appealing and it attracts people, uh, that are non-salespeople that they do not come from a direct sales background into the industry thinking it's one thing just to find out when they get into it, they're like, oh crap, I didn't know this was a direct outbound sales business, which therefore why 90% fail within their first 24 months. It all kind of makes sense. So, so you get over the fear of prospecting. You're totally bought in. Now you're prospecting consistently. You're getting on average two listings per month. Uh, so your morning, I would imagine, is focused on new contacts. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. And you said you're spending, what, a couple hours uh, doing that? How many new contacts do you try to make every day? Right now, it's about um, 25. I really need to push that up a little bit just so I can hit my goals this year. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that I took away from your program, um, which has helped me a lot too, is just that follow-up window in the morning. So I make my new contacts and then around 11 o'clock is when I start doing my follow-up because what I was trying to do, I was trying to um, stick to a schedule where I was supposed to follow up in the afternoon. And, mm. you know, for whatever reason, like my afternoon gets away from me. And That's right. I end up not doing it and it costs me so much money, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, the thing is, if we can keep all of our like most productive activities before noon, we're just well better off because if we can win the morning, we win the day. 
And if we can just do everything before noon, then we can go back to being realtors in the afternoon and, and doing whatever we need to do. You know, paperwork, follow-up, showings, inspections, all the crap that, that takes us away from being productive. We can let the afternoon do that. Uh, but if we can get everything done before noon, we, we, our productivity really, really shoots through the moon. So, so you're now spending that morning making new, 25 new contacts. Then you're following up with the leads that you've generated. Uh, and then do you keep your afternoons then for listing appointments? Yeah, yeah, listing appointments, um, and then to handle all of that other business stuff, you know, inspections and uh, returning phone calls and um, preview appointments. Love it, I love it. So, so you are. Uh, let's talk about skills for a second, right? Because I believe, uh, and I go back to the success triangle that I talk about all the time. The three things needed to succeed in this business is mindset, skills, and action. Mindset, skills, action. So we kind of just talked about the action that you're taking every day. Let's talk about the skills for a second. I think another big reason why agents avoid prospecting or making the calls or knocking the doors like they should is they don't know what to say and they don't know how to say it. And so they've never been properly trained as a salesperson. So what are you finding that's working really well as you're making your calls that allows you to set as many appointments as you're setting? Um, so I would definitely say the skill practice and working on the script, um, working on how to like connect with people, like on, on a human level. So yeah. knowing when to break from the script and, you know, connect with someone. Um, and definitely I, I would say the confidence. And I think that was kind of like the biggest shift for me. Um, that was like a breakthrough from, you know, being like a newer agent to actually setting more appointments was just like the confidence and the delivery and the, t um, the tone on the phone, the pacing, you know, a lot of times when you're making prospecting calls and sometimes I still go through this. Um, you're like, uh, you know, these people don't want to talk to me. I'm interrupting yep. one and blah, blah, blah. So it kind of forces you to, you know, if you have that in your head, you'll actually speed up your script and, you know, you'll talk too fast. And um, that doesn't necessarily show a lot of confidence. So um, what's what I've changed probably the last year or so is actually like slowing it down and, you know, having in my mind what I have to say is very important. And um, with that mindset, it comes across to the prospect and I get way less hangups, way less hangups, even though I'm going slower and, um, you know, I get through my script and have a productive conversation. Yeah, because you're coming across a lot more clear, a lot more concise with more confidence, more conviction, uh, which then on the other side, this is what I always tell everybody, prospects respond to the way we communicate. Prospects aren't rude unless we are not good at communicating, right? We get hung up on because we suck at communicating. That's why that happens. And so as you've grown your skills, uh, that's happened less and less, and you're having more higher quality conversations. Here's the interesting thing, and I didn't even set you up for this, but for all of you watching this, LaMichael, when I asked him, hey, what when it comes to skills, what allows you to set more appointments? What he did not say was the words. You didn't once say it was the words. It was all about the how, tonality, rate of speech, uh, how confident you were, how clear you were, the, the, uh, all of the things that make up for communication, but it was not the words. Agents are obsessed with what's the script? What's the script? What's the magic script, Brandon? 
Would you agree that the words are uh, essentially meaningless without everything else you just you just talked about? Oh yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, because here's the thing: it's so funny, man. I I, I even have agents uh, in our program that say, Brandon, what if another agent in my company is in your program too? Does that mean we we both can succeed? And I and I say. Well, you know, I laugh every time because I'm like, absolutely. Because here's the reality. If you and I were to call 10 prospects, the same 10 prospects with the same exact script, it would sound completely different. And the people listening wouldn't even know we had the same script. That's how different it is. But non-salespeople get so obsessed about words and they lose the, they forget that 55% of all communication is body language, Right. Right. And tonality and how we deliver the words that matter so much more than the actual what we're saying. Would you agree? Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. As long as you're coming across like confident and you know what you're talking about, you that's know, it. That, that's it. You can really say anything, quite frankly. I mean, if right. you if you have high skills, which we're talking about, it's not the words. When we say skills, ladies and gentlemen, we're not talking about words. But if you're good at delivering information, you're good at listening, you're good at asking good open-ended questions, uh, and you have confidence and conviction, people will be inspired to meet with you. So let's talk about the appointment for a second, and then I want to talk about follow-up. Okay. So, so when you set an appointment, whether that be a preview appointment or a listing appointment, what is the mindset that you have when you're meeting with somebody you've never met with before? So um, the first thing is, um, how can I help this person? Mm. So that's the first uh, mindset. And then um, the second thing is that I'm the right agent for the job. So I love it. Um, and then um, the next thing is like, I have to go there with my A game and, you know, um, show them that I'm enthusiastic to work with them. And I have what it takes to get their listing sold and that I'm the right person for the job. So. And all right, so let's talk about those three things because yeah. here's another area, Michael, where I think realtors are like, well, what do I say? You know, what do I show them to show them that I'm the that that I'm the right agent for the job? The position that I take is going back to what we just talked about. It is not about what you say; it's about how we deliver all of the information. Right. It's our ab ability to uh, articulate the marketplace that positions us as the expert. It's our ability to position the process of selling a home that positions us as the expert. But so many agents want me to tell them, oh, you just pull out this little magic trick. Watch, you just pull this little thing out. You show them this little piece of paper and then they sign the contract. Right. It doesn't happen that way. There is no magic. You have to go there and be an expert communicator, an expert salesperson who can show people you care, and show people that you know what you're doing and deliver that in a way where the person's like, you're the obvious choice. Would you agree? Yeah, 100%. And I, I think something that's helped me too, um, I forget where I got this from, but um, I, when I meet with people, I have this nice balance of um, enthusiasm. Um, and, have to. and then it's balanced out with this kind of like non-attached, you know? So it, it, it doesn't come across like, you know, I need your listing. Um, you know, I'm enthusiastic to work with you, you know, and I, I'll do whatever it takes to like earn your business. But, you know, either we work together or we don't. Either we're a good fit or we don't. And, you know, and I, I feel like um, that's been very attractive. 
to people because they don't think that, um, you know, I'm just another salesperson that, you know, just want to get another listing, you know, oh, beautifully, beautifully said. I, uh, I just met with my editor, you know, we're all, I'm almost done with my book reverse selling. And we just talked about that chapter right there. What you just said, when you can detach from the outcome and the prospect can feel that you don't care whether or not you get their listing, that's the very moment you get the listing. It's right. when these new agents go in there begging and become, you know, with the commission breath and they, and they sound salesy and they sound needy. That repels prospects. Yes. Prospects want to work with, with a real professional, with a real expert. Uh, and that is very, very appealing. It's very attractive to your point, using your words, for somebody to work with you when you're like, dude, I don't need the business. If we end up working together, I love to earn it and I'm going to do a hell of a job for you. But if you don't, I'm fine. I'm still going to have a steak dinner tonight. It's no problem. Right. right? right exactly. And um, backing up to that story that I told you, um, even though I was a new agent and I was hungry when that um, seller had put like 50 listings in front of me, yeah. 50 properties that they wanted to sell. Um, you know, like I looked at it, you know, and I was like, okay. And then, you know, my approach was like, I do this every single day, you know, yeah, even, that's, though that's exactly know right. that, even though I know that I needed that business right at that moment, like I didn't let that come across like that. You, know? you can't, you can yeah. never let a seller know your cards. You can never show that excitement. That's where we came up with sayings like, don't be the little boy on prom night. That's what that means, right? It's like, keep your composure, act as if you've been here before, right? Right, exactly. This and is I, normal. And I think the assertiveness comes in too in your follow-up approach, you know, yeah. and you know, that's how they know that you really want to work with them. All yeah. right. So, so that's a perfect transition. What mm -hmm. I always tell people is follow-up is the beginning of the interview process. This is where people really get to experience what it's like to work with you before they've agreed to work with you. So tell us about follow-up your approach to follow-up and uh, kind of your mindset when you go to be following up with hot seller leads. Yes. So, you know, I'll be honest with you. Um, my follow-up system system um, hasn't been perfect, um, sure. but you know, I do it, you know, I, yeah. I do it. And as long as I do it right 70% of the time, then, you know, I'll um, get business from it. So, um, but my approach to follow-up and, um, this has definitely gotten better since I've joined your program is to approach follow-up with value. Yeah. You know, there's so many um, other coaches out there that, you know, their, their version of follow-up is, okay, do you still need to buy or sell a home? Can we set an appointment today? Yeah. You know, how many times can you say that? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, before it gets old. And we know that with most prospects, sometimes you may have to make anywhere from like five, seven, 10 touches exactly comfortable to do business with you. So my approach is to um, provide value and to do it consistently. I love it. I love it. Well, let me ask you this. How much of your business comes through follow-up versus the first meeting? Uh, this, I'm always curious about this. If you, if you had to guess. I, I would say about 80% of my business come from the follow-up. That's right. So yeah, I mean that that's why that's why I've put such a heavy emphasis in my business and in what I teach and coach into follow-up because every time I ask that question, it's always about the same. It's always about, you know, 70 to 90% of the contracts we get signed come through uh, uh, follow-up, not from the initial contact. And right. that's why it shocks me that a lot of trainers and coaches 
uh, downplay follow-up so much when so much of our business comes through that channel. I mean, you can make the argument that follow-up is, is, is as important as lead generation. Yeah, I agree. You know? 100%, yeah. I mean, I even go so far and we can move on to something else. I go as far as sometimes to tell an agent, if you don't follow up, you might as well not even call in the first place. It's that important. It's so true because like, let me tell you, I did this um, thing last year and I had like a stack of papers from, you know, not having an efficient follow-up system. And these are people who I had good conversations with and, you know, the low hanging fruit, if you tell me you're ready to move in 30 to 60 days, I am all over you. Absolutely. But if you tell me that you're um, moving in like six months to seven months, that's where like, it was a big hole in my business. Yeah. I went back, I was like, okay, let me, um, you know, call these people and see what happened. It probably was like a list of about like 50 people that, you know, I had failed to follow up with properly. And when I tell you, like, it was so many people that said they had sold and bought already. It oh. had to be about like, you know, like $4 million worth of sales just from that. Do you, do you understand like how it's much crazy? I know that <laughs> I, that happened to me too, you know? And it's like, wow, I already did the work to generate the lead. And then I just, because of me and my lack of systems and my lack of follow-up, I just lost a hundred grand. Yep. It's crazy. It's crazy. You know, sometimes things like that have to happen for us to value things in life. I think is we have to experience loss for us to value, uh, the thing that we lost, you know, it's interesting. Um, all right, cool. So, so if you could rewind the clocks and go back and start real estate all over again, regardless of what market you are in, what would you like? What would be the coaching or the advice you would give LaMichael Curry six years ago as a brand new realtor? The advice um, that I would give would be um, one, find a coach and a mentor. And then the most important part is to actually do what they say and to, to believe. Um, because even though like I started off with the coach, probably I, I think I got a coach maybe about like nine months into the business. I didn't necessarily do it and follow it a hundred percent. Yeah. And, you know, um, after, you know, as an expressive, you know, I'm always chasing like the shiny object. Sure. Um, but afterwards I always come right back to the fundamentals and it's just like, wow, well, this was the first thing that I heard. So, you know, if I had just followed it, then I would be fine. So I, I would say, you know, follow the advice, stop trying to fight the system and to just work with it. Cause you, you'll, you'll produce, produce a lot and make a lot of money. Oh, that's so interesting you say that. I mean, it's like surrendering to the coach that's already walked before you and stop fighting it to go, well, that's not going to work because of this. Let me go try this other thing. Let me try this other thing. Always coming back to the fundamentals of the business that have been time proven over and over again and just surrendering to the fact that we must prospect and generate new business first before anything else That is the only way. And we've got to block out the noise, block out the distractions, block out the shiny objects, and literally not listen to the people that tell us otherwise. Right. Period. Right. Yeah. 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 Because, and, you know, I would piggyback that and say, like, you know, the truth of the matter of it is, is that most of it works, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Most of it works um, if you have a strong system behind it. And, um, 
you know, you just have to be consistent with it. So the key word is consistency. So it was just picking, you know, maybe three or three or four pillars of That's your business, right. having a strong system behind it and um, executing it on a high level. Yeah, well said. Because you're exa- everything works. Everything works. But but agents will watch interviews like this and then go try something you mentioned, like for a week, it not work and be like, what is that guy talking about next? It's like agents constantly want to compare their chapter one to somebody else's chapter 10. They want to send, you know, direct mail out to a hundred homes once. And if they don't get a listing, they say direct mail doesn't work. They want to prospect and call Fizbos for one day. And if they don't get a listing, they say Fizbos don't work. Uh, right. Everything works if you can be consistent with it. So uh, last question for you. What, what is the goal uh, for 2021? Yes. Excuse me. So my goal for 2021 is to do 250,000. So that'll be around like 30, 32 um, sales. I love it. I love it. And then when, when are you planning on making the big move to, to Austin? It'll be by the end of the year. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. So you're going to finish up in Vegas, uh, yeah. get to your $250,000. That's in GCI or is that an income? That'll be GCI. Cool. Man, that's amazing. So I love it, man. Uh, thank you so much for doing this. You know, if people want to connect with you on social media, where can they find you these days? Instagram, Facebook? Yes. Yeah, definitely Instagram and Facebook. So I would say I'm probably more active on Facebook. Just type in my name, LaMichael Curry. Awesome. And if new agents are watching this and they want to mastermind, they want to ask you questions, is it okay if they reach out to you? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm an open, open book and I love to help. So, you know, and I, I want to say thank you to you because um, I appreciate everything that you do for us and everything that um, you're sharing with us. And, you know, all of those things like are, are definitely help me, helping me take my business to the next level, you know, even after, you know, six years of being in it, like, you know, I'm like, wow, I wish I would have known this, you know, yeah. beforehand, you know, so I, I appreciate you um, so much for that. Oh, no worries, man. And thank you for that. I mean, I I just really, and I've told you this before, I really enjoy working with you. I think you've got a great mindset. You've got a great attitude. You got great skills. Um, You can do amazing, amazing things in this industry. And I know you will um, because it's it's a never ending process, right? We're always getting better. So uh, right back to you. I, I feel, I feel great working with you and I'm sure you and I can do this again in a year from now when you're in Austin, it'll yes. be cool to kind of track that journey as you start in a brand new market, not knowing anyone and how you're going to build your business. That's going to be very exciting. And so we'll have to pay attention to that, but thank you so much for doing this, man. And I'm sure we'll talk to you soon. All right. Sounds good. Thank you. All right. Take care. For more tips and advice on how you can grow your business, be sure to follow Brandon on YouTube and Instagram at Brandon Mulrennan.